Welcome. Hi, welcome to Professor Kid. I'm Nora, and today I'm joined by my mom, Megan, and my brother, Henry, who's seven. Hi. Hi. And by the way, my name's not Henry. It's Gummy Bear. Hi, Gummy Bear. Welcome. And Charlotte's here with us, too, today, huh? My turn. I'm following my mommy and my sister and my Nora and my brother, Henry. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Henry, can you tell us what we are talking about today? Dreaming. We Mark. are. We had a request to learn about dreams, and it was really interesting to learn about. So we're going to talk about dreams today. Boy, boy. So first of all, one thing that we learned about dreams is we don't actually know for sure a lot of things about dreams. Dreams are really hard to study because we have dreams, but the only way to study them is to ask people questions. You can look at what their brain is doing, but then once they wake up, you have to ask them questions, and they don't remember it. And they might not tell it very well. And so it's hard, it's hard to know a lot about dreams. And also, we're not 100% sure why we have dreams. And so there's some theories that we're going to talk about. But the main thing to remember with sleeping and dreams is that there's just so much that we don't understand. So we're going to talk about what we think is right. Right? Joined in my okay. baby. Joined by your baby. That's Charlotte. <laughs> okay, so Henry, can you tell us what people used to think about dreams? Like, um, like hundreds and hundreds of years ago? That that you were um, meeting with the gods. gods. Yeah. Yeah, that you were seeing other worlds, that you were seeing gods were talking to you. And so sometimes if people wanted to get a, a special message, they would go sleep in a place they considered to be holy, like on a mountain, to get better dreams, clearer dreams. But then, in the last century, we've had scientists. Like, there's one scientist called Freud. What did Freud tell us about dreams? Um, what did that, you believe? That it was uh, signals from our brain or our body. Yeah, it's uh, signals from our brains it's a day day. that help us sort through our thoughts. And there's a lot of different theories on why we dream, which we mentioned before. One is called threat simulation theory, which is where uh, it's believed that we, in our dream, we kind of practice things. Like when you have a scary dream, you're practicing what you would do in real life. Another is to build long-term memory, to make connections, to help to sort through emotions uh, or information that we receive. So there's a lot of different theories. Okay, let's talk about sleep for a second. Henry, can you tell us about the stages of sleep? Stage one, um, it's a very light sleep. You have the stage four, um, like right when you fall asleep. Um, and it's very easy to get awakened. Some, you, sometimes, like, when, like, for example, if, you're, if your mother or father is reading you a book at nighttime and then doing it, you fall asleep and you wake up and it's all over, you, you might no, uh, uh, not notice you were sleeping. Stage 2, it's not easily to be awakened as stage 1, but still a very light sleep. And our brain... Um, activities slows and we have bursts of energy that are thought to help keep our brain from speeding up again or hearing noises. They help us keep us asleep. Stage three is the, is the one that keeps you sleeping the most. It is. It's deep sleep. 
Um, it's also, people call it restorative sleep. It helps helps your body. It's hard to wake someone one who's in this stage. Um, um, sleepwalking and night terrors happen in this stage. That's right. What's night terrors? That's a good question. Night terrors are different from just having bad dreams. A person will be really scared and they'll scream and they might act like they're awake. They might, but they're not responding to you and they don't remember anything. That was a good question, Nora. Thank you for asking that. Now, what is the last stage? REM sleeping. What does REM mean? Um, stands for rapid eye movement. That's right, REM. So what happens here? The brain waves are more active. That's right, which causes what? What do we have? Dream. That's right. We have dreams here. You can be more easily awakened in this stage from than stage three, but probably a little harder than stage two, probably between stage three and stage two. Okay, yeah, and if you wake up, how are you going to feel? Um, goggy. Groggy. <laughs> yeah, if you wake up, you'll feel pretty groggy, although it's kind of yucky. So there are four stages of sleep in a complete cycle. They call it a cycle because you rotate through them. It takes, um, so a complete cycle takes about 90 minutes. Maybe a little more, 110 minutes. Uh, and each stage will take about 5 to 15 minutes. So you go through each. And in the first cycle, you'll have a longer deep sleep and a shorter REM cycle. But as you go on, the REM cycle gets longer as the night goes on. So this means that we dream about 3 to 6 times a night. Uh, and each dream lasts about 5 to 20 minutes. So everybody dreams. Uh, unless you have a disorder that keeps your brain from making dreams. Um, which is very rare. Everybody dreams. Blind people, their dreams uh, might be a little different. Um, if they had sight at some point in their life but lost it, they'll still have visual dreams. Uh, if they were always blind, then their dreams are going to involve other senses. Okay, now what happens if people were not allowed to dream? What would happen to them? Problems would happen with them. It won't happen with them. There's a lot of bad things that can happen to your health. You can have a lot of tension, anxiety where you worry about things, depression where you can't find happiness. You'll have a hard time concentrating. Um, you can even get to the point where you're hallucinating. Um, and so it's really interesting because dreams not only help us process emotions and go through things in our mind, but it's also really important for our body and for our well-being. And we're just not really completely sure why. But I thought that was really interesting. So the so dreams, they do help us process emotions. Even though the dreams aren't real, they feel real, don't they? Yeah. You might be like in a scary place and even though it's not real, your dreams feel scary, don't they, Nora? Yes. Do you guys feel like your dreams feel real? Yeah. Have you ever like been in a dream and realized that you're dreaming? Uh, no. Have you, Henry? Yes. Oh, in my dream, uh, one time I said, like, there was a tornado coming, and I'm like, guys, it doesn't matter if we're dead. Like, we're in a dream. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's actually, that has a name. It's called a lucid dream. That means you're aware that you're in your dream. I used to have that when I was a kid more, and I'd go to sleep at night, and I'd try and think, all right, I'm going to remember tonight, and I'm going to try and, like, manipulate my dreams and make certain things happen. And usually I forgot, but sometimes it actually worked. But we don't remember most of our dreams, do we? Mm -hmm. 
we most people forget their dreams really quickly like within five minutes of waking up you've forgotten half of your dreams and then within another five minutes you forget 90% of your dreams and that's just if you remember a dream at all a lot of times we don't even remember any dreams right I remember right. one of my dreams um, one of my dreams, I dreamed about my grandma, my mommy's mom. I was dreaming that she was my mom. Is that right? Yeah. And we had a basement, but there was a lid, so so you could walk. So if you wanted to walk over the lid, over the basement, you you didn't fall in. That sounds like a cool dream. So that's one dream that you remember, but you have lots of dreams that you don't remember, right? I just told my dream because I knew we were talking about dreaming. That's true, we are. So there's different explanations for why people can't remember most of their dreams, because we're not 100% sure. But one explanation is that there are certain chemicals that are needed in certain parts of our brain in order to store memories. And if that doesn't happen, then we don't store memories very well. And while we're sleeping, we're not having those chemicals where they need to be. So that's one possibility. Another explanation is there's different types of thought, and if you're having focused thought where you're directing your thoughts, it's easier to remember. But dreams are more of like a wandering thought that we're not as focused on. Kind of like if you're doing something like doing the dishes, sometimes your mind will just wander, and then you don't remember what you were thinking about. It's kind of like that. What about animals? Do animals dream? Yes, we think. There's a possibility they can dream. Yeah, I would say there's more than a possibility. I'd say it's a high likelihood. There are some animals that have the same sleep cycles as us, and they react the same way as if they're dreaming. So even though we can't ask them about their dreams, it really does look like they're dreaming. Which animals have REM sleep and um, dreams? Like the mammals and birds. That's right. Warm-blooded animals. Yeah, cold-blooded animals don't seem to have them, though, do they? Mm-hmm. Like reptiles, amphibians, those are some of the cold-blooded animals. That's right. So last, we're going to talk about children's development of dreams. And I need to tell my dream. Yes, I want to get to that. There was a study done on children and what their dreams were like. And so the youngest in the study were two-year-olds because they had to be able to tell the scientists what their dreams were about, right? So, can Henry, can you tell us about what two-year-olds dream like, the younger children? So, so stuff like they're, like, sleeping somewhere, for example, in, like, in a hot dog stand or a bathtub. They're, like, in a setting, and they might be just, like, looking around. So some kids said, well, I was sleeping in a bathtub. And so things aren't happening, but they have a setting, and they're looking around at the setting. Because a lot of times, young children spend a lot of time observing things, uh, especially before they can talk. So younger children, because they spend most of their time observing things, and their development level is simpler, their dreams are also simpler. As they get older, their dreams become more and more complicated, and more things start happening until eventually, around the time they're seven or eight, they start acting in their dreams and actually being the one to do things instead of just watching what's going on. And so I asked Henry and Nora about their dreams, and it was pretty interesting because they they correlated pretty well with this study. In Nora's dream, she talked a lot about the setting, where she was, who she was with, 
and described the house, but she didn't actually talk about doing anything. And that seems to be pretty normal for a four, almost five-year-old. All right, so Henry, can you tell us about your dream? So I dream in color. Back when movies were black and white, 90% of people, percentage of people dreamed in black and white. But when color movies came out, 90% of people, percentage of people were dreaming in, in color, while 10% were black and white. That's right, I forgot about that. So I dream in color. So me and Michael were at Grandma Linda's house, and our dad asked to, uh, told us to go downstairs and read. Um, but we snuck and played Mario Kart. When Dad came down, he was happy with us because, because I grabbed the remote and quickly turned it off and went over to grab a book as if I was done with my book and going to get a new one. That was super tricky. That goes in line with what we learned about how children dream and how their dreams develop. It seems like you're an actor more in your dreams, aren't you? Yeah, Gummy Bear. That's right. Thank you, Gummy Bear. One day, my dad dreamed about he was walking, he was doing my hair. Did he? <laughs> I didn't know that. I was a grounded. Here comes last one, mommy. Thank you. Okay. All right. That is all we have on dreams. There's a lot of really cool things to learn about dreams, and it's pretty complicated stuff. But it was a lot of fun to learn about. And it's fun, it's fun to try and remember our, our dreams, too. Now that we're done with our episode, what time is it? It's joke time for time. joke time. It is. I will tell the joke today. Okay. okay, let's see what it is. Go ahead. Okay, ready? Why did the banana go to the doctor? Because it wasn't peeling well. <laughs> It wasn't peeling well. It wasn't peeling well. It wasn't peeling well. <laughs> that was funny, right? It sure was. Thank you, thank you for our joke, Henry. Now we need to give a clue about what we're going to do next. Hold the bits. There are extinct animals that are related to chickens and birds. Ooh, if you've been listening, you should know what they are that we're going to talk about. And it's an animal. Tune in next time to find out what it is, though. Bye-bye. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Say bye, Charlotte. Big, 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 big. Bye.